gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dip. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Boulderjo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! Moshere. Moshere. Wait for it? Yes, now we're live. All right. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to Social Q&A live episode Sanja Hachibain, episode 38 which is episode two of season four. This morning, we have got a, a very worrying DM, I'll say, around this topic of how to overcome your dating limiting beliefs. For those of you up in this live chat right now, for those of you that are listening on the podcast, yes, I've shaved my head. Uh, I've gone a full avatar mode, Aang style, full monk mode. Uh, we might get into that a little bit later on, but let's just say it was a spiritual uh, ritual that had to be done after some deep self-inquiry. So... There's a lot more coming with it. I actually filmed the entire experience and I'm going to be making a little short film about it. So anyways, let's get into today on how to overcome your dating limiting beliefs. We're just going to hop straight in here. And actually, just before I do, just before I do, I really liked your guys' feedback on the new time and the new day for the social Q&A. We're doing it two hours earlier than usual and I'm still looking for your feedback. Uh, I know it's it's a new crowd. It's a different crowd that are coming in on Monday mornings now. And so I'm just going to fill it out. We'll see how we go. So especially for those of you who are listening and post, just let me know what suits you best. So let's go. Let me get this guy's uh, DM. And actually, he wanted me to not mention his name or industry. Uh, I'm used to not mentioning people's names, but the industry he was quite concerned with. So I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be concerned with that. I'll be, I'll be private with that. So, and also, if you guys are new to social Q&A, just hit a thumbs up on this video down below, drop a comment in the chat box, say hello, say good morning, and uh, if you guys would like to support this channel, you can, of course, use the super chat option to get your question bumped to the top, those donations go straight back to this channel when we get to open Q&A, but of course, we've got this preloaded one on overcoming your dating limiting beliefs. 
So this was in response. He sent me a DM on the gram. And let me just make sure we are in fact recording on. Yeah, we're good. Uh, he sent me a DM on the gram in response to a story that I posted around the mental reframe from approach anxiety to approach excitement. Because it was someone else that had sent me a, uh, who was it? I think it was Nick. Nick had sent me a DM saying that he hadn't gone out. He's been about three months since he's gone out. He actually lives uh, in the same country as me. I won't mention the same city, but, or which city, but same country. And he said he was very rusty and he found it very hard to go out and to actually just go up and meet a, meet a woman, just go and approach a woman. And we had discussed during the pandemic, or well, at least the height of it down here in South Australia, uh, that it was something that you just have to reframe from anxiety to excitement. However, it is underpinned by the actual ability, the confidence in your ability to do so. And actually, I think it actually makes sense right now that I actually read out what I said to that guy because it's going to make more sense. I'm just seeing some of you guys drop into the chat here. Uh, Jay Prime comes in here and says, Yo, been a while since I hope you're good. I am good, my man. I'm feeling very fresh. Uh, 5.30 a.m. workout and a 7 a.m. head shave. We're feeling good. Uh, yeah, it has been a while. I haven't seen you in a little bit. Johnny Nguyen's up in here as well saying, Sup, man. Wasn't super into the topic, but here for support. Haha. I appreciate the shave, by the way. Thank you, Johnny. Good to have you here and thank you for the love. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read, I'm going to read out the, when this guy, this other guy had sent me a message saying he was an absolute struggle town going out and meeting women. Because for those of you that aren't aware, Australia is not nearly as affected as the rest of the world, especially in certain states. So some of us were starting to open up a little bit more. So he went out and he went and tried to meet some girls, told me that he was really struggling and he couldn't make the jump from approach anxiety to approach excitement. And so this is how I responded to him. I said, the mental reframe from anxiety to excitement is only as powerful as the confidence in the ability beneath it, which can only come from experience, i.e. until you become consciously competent in brackets, six and above on the clock face and brackets, it will always be a battle to take consistent action. With this in mind, acknowledge your current state and lower your criteria for success. So... Hold on, don't skip that. So that you may accrue this, the reps required to become competent. Whatever limiting belief you adorned during this recent experience, it stems from the root of what you deem to be success. The man who deems success as action for the sake of action itself is the man who grows. Wishing you the best, Adam. So the crux of what I was saying to that guy essentially is just that, of course, psychologically making the jump and just saying to yourself, oh, when I go up and I see a beautiful woman on the street or up in the clubs, for this guy who's on the street, just going out meeting girl on this day, just because you say to yourself, oh, I'm no longer perceiving this as approach anxiety anymore, I'm perceiving this now as approach excitement, that doesn't do anything for the physiological feelings. right? That's, that is a, because your physiological feelings is in response to, number one, your exposure therapy, what you've been doing as of recent, and in combination with your actual ability, your actual execute the the reps as i said before the accruing of reps your foundational skill set so if you're anywhere between 12 to 6 on the clock face of social dynamics you need to begin with that mindset you need to start reframing your mental perception of reality in which that is no longer approach anxiety it's now approach excitement but make no mistake that's a journey to actually make that fully realized 
And I think that's what maybe he got a little bit confused with, which is that just because you say in your mind, it's no longer anxiety and is now, uh, and it's now excitement. Well, that's all well and good, but you need to get actual reps that prove that. And until you get the reps that prove that, it's nothing changes. Now it's just as important though. Like you can get a whole bunch of reps, and if you're still perceiving it as anxiety, it always will be anxiety. But you got to see here is that it's a two pronged thing. You can't have one without the other. So now moving on, that was the that was the previous guy. Now then, this guy who's actually the topic for today, he responded to my response to that guy's response. So I oh, also just sit up in here. Uh, Romario McLaren comes and says, Adam the Monk, what's good? Yes, life is good, man. Life is good. So not going to mention this guy's name. Not going to mention any more details about his industry as he requested. But he says to me, Hey, Adam, I just happened to try this reframing technique yesterday and it worked to a degree, but I doubt to what degree it can be effective on the long run because of the one limiting belief I still haven't been able to debunk, having a poor interaction that then in the future affects how people perceive me within my industry. Not going to mention the industry. This unsolved question is what I feel mainly keeps me from fully embracing the reframing mentality. Any thoughts on how to answer this question or if it's even valid or not and why? So I wanted a little more context and I said back to him, I threw back at him, Please define what a poor interaction is in your mind. And I'll see if I can address it in Monday's SQ&A. He comes back at me saying, I guess a poor interaction for me, it would be where I would come across as awkward slash uncomfortable due to a mishandling of my 50. Or my major concern, a situation where the whole idea of me approaching them is perceived as sexist slash predatory and then that trickles into such a perception of me within my industry. And okay, that's it. And they're just telling me to leave out some details in, to, in regarding to private shit. So the crux of what he's essentially saying here is that he feels that he cannot make the jump of reframing what approach anxiety he's determined in his mind, which guys, let's get some clarity here. He determines when he sees a beautiful woman on the street, that that is a situation to be afraid of, that that is a situation to be anxious about, to be nervous about. And why though, specifically for him? Well, what he's determined for himself is that his limiting belief is that if it happens to go poorly, that's what he's afraid of. He's afraid that through a mishandling of his 50, and let me just get those, sorry guys, I just got a new phone, I got a, I'm still learning this new phone, it's ridiculously big. Uh, I just want to get his exact words here. Where Okay, yeah, because it's important that I get his exact words. Where he gets, in his words, a poor interaction in his mind is, for me, it would be where I would come across as awkward slash uncomfortable due to a mishandling of my 50. So that's part one, because I want to unpack that. But there's also part two of him being perceived as sexist and predatory, and that trickles into his perception. That's, that's kind of like a different kettle of fish there. But if we just go on part one, if we just go on him saying that what he's most afraid of is that of having a poor interaction in which that he comes across as awkward and uncomfortable in front of this beautiful woman. Okay, that's the primary cause of his anxiety and why he cannot make the jump from approach anxiety to approach excitement. 
That's what he's determined to lock himself in. I just want us to be very clear on this. So let's unpack it and let's destroy it. And actually, and he did, he did say to me as well, any thoughts on this, if it's even valid or not and why? So it's valid to the extent that he believes in it. From a third perspective, from a coach, from someone who's been doing this for nine to 10 years, that's been coaching professionally for five years, been in my own journey for nine to 10 years, it's 100% not valid. 100% not valid in the sense that that's no reason, his anxiety is no reason, or his reasons for his anxiety is no reason for why he can't make the shift from anxiety to excitement. Because that he's shifting responsibility, he's shifting the blame onto something else. But if he was to take responsibility for himself and for his thought process and the way he perceives these interactions, and let's do that right now for him. Let's, let's unpack that right now because I'm sure there's a lot of you right now that have either been in this position, are in this position. I sure as hell was there once, so I get it. So when he says, I guess a poor interaction for me would be where I would come across as awkward slash uncomfortable due to a mishandling of my 50. So that's why he's never going to choose. That's reason one. Why he's never going to choose approach... Oh, holy shit. I forgot to put this charger in. Hold up. That was close. The laptop almost died. Okay, so if you're, if you're afraid of coming across as awkward or uncomfortable, just give up now. I just give up now. The reason why I say give up now, and you might hear people say, but you should never give up. Well, I say give up now because you'll never even get started. If you're afraid... And I can't use this guy's name, so I, but I've got to give him a, I like to address one-on-one. So I'm going to call him K, even though it's got nothing to do with his name. If K is so afraid of coming across as uncomfortable or awkward through the mishandling of his 50, that, and that's what's going to limit him. So I just can't handle that. Well, then don't even start. Don't even, why are you in this then? Why are you in this? Because it's through your uncomfortability and it's through your awkwardness and through the woman reflecting that back to you, that is how you improve. How else would you get the feedback? What other feedback would there be to improve? Why would you be doing this? Why would you even need to go out and meet women and improve your social dynamics if you weren't going to be uncomfortable or awkward? It, you see, that's what I'm saying here, which is that he's, he's painted himself into a situation, the way he's perceiving reality around going out and improving his interactions. He's painted himself into such a situation which that he could never win. He could never succeed because he's so adverse to being shown his inadequacy of being, of being uncomfortable and being awkward and making mistakes with women. And so tracking this, trickling this back up, let's keep it fresh here, that that's what causes his anxiety and that's what causes him to label it as approach anxiety because he just doesn't want to entertain that. He doesn't want to embrace that. But that's uh, that's ridiculous. Hold up a sec. Just getting, getting a bit bright in here. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because it's ridiculous for someone who says they want to improve. And I have no problem. If he, I have no problem with the fact that he doesn't like to feel uncomfortable and doesn't want to be awkward in front of women and doesn't want to receive that feedback and he's just not confident enough to receive that feedback. I've got no problem with that. There, are, that's that's a lot of guys, right? And I'm not shitting on them. What I do have a problem with is a person who simultaneously says he has all of those issues, but then also says that he wants to improve himself and improve himself in interactions with other women, but also improve himself. I think he hasn't actually said that, but I, I take it that that's where he's coming from if he's asking me, because that's 
that's my shit, right? We're, we're going out there because we need to improve who we are and become excellent beings. We do this through the feedback of interacting with other people. So this is my question to him, which is that what world did you think you were getting into? What journey did you think you were getting into in which that you could produce any reasonable form of result without being shown the true light through the true mirror, which is that you are inadequate, right? That, that is how you grow. If there were no mistakes to be made, then you wouldn't be walking this journey. You would need to go find a different journey. If you're already a master of social dynamics, if you are already 12 to 12, full circle in social dynamics, then you, you wouldn't be going out there and needing to do this. So this is where the buck stops, my friends, is that, and for him, for Kay, is that give up now if you are forever going to perceive your social dynamics journey as an anxious, nerve, fear-inducing process in which that you're afraid of, that you will not embrace, and will, more to the point of this conversation, that you will not even embrace the idea of approach excitement, that I'm going to get excited about, and here it is, that I'm not, what he's essentially saying is that I'm not even going to get excited about the work. And this is something that I've dealt with clients, uh, with a lot of many different clients, that they often, I often hear from clients that they bemoan the process. And I hear this from guys all the time, not just my clients, but they bemoan the process that they, they don't find a joy and a love in it. They don't find a love for that, that difficulty. They, 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 in fact, if anything, it's just like they, they shit on it. They, they talk about how I wish I didn't have to do this and why is it so hard for me and why you know, I have to push through so much shit, which is all true. Yes, it is difficult for you. Yes, you do have to push through a lot of shit. But what separates two people is do you love that or do you hate that? For this guy, he hates that. So that's why he is where he is. If you, go, if you speak to anyone that has transformed themselves, they will describe the process of whatever they had to transform themselves through, whether it's their, their, their health and fitness, whether they were super overweight at one point, or whether it is their social dynamics, which I can speak to, which is that we all acknowledge the, the difficulty. I would never stand here and say to you guys that my journey was all peaches and cream and that it was a soft journey up the mountain to the peach tree. I would never sit here, I'd never stand here and say that to you because it's just not true. My first 30-day challenge, I was dry heaving for the first two weeks. I felt sick to my stomach every for the first 14 days of that first 30-day challenge. Uh, the sweats, the palm sweating, the, the shifting body, everything so nervous, so uncomfortable, so awkward in front of these women. And I had my mates I had when Matt was still alive. He was filming me. I had Roy filming me. We were breaking down our interactions. We were in fucking Roy's driveway practicing our approaches on each other, right? That, that's how committed to the process we were. And every single day for those first couple of years was so difficult for us. Our first couple of years for that first 30-day challenge was so difficult. But we never once sat back at Roy's tub in the sauna in the soak sesh and said, I fucking hate this shit. Or, you know, like it's always going to be an anxious, anxiety-inducing process. We all aligned on the mindset that this is what we need. This is the dose that the doctor ordered. This is the medicine that we sought after, which is that if there's, if, if it sucked, that I remember the first absolute dime piece I ever closed. I'll tell you this story. It was with Matt and Roy. It was a sun Saturday. Saturday afternoon. Let me get some water. 
This was like within the first year. Absolute, and I mean like just straight 10. She was a flight attendant. Uh, I can't remember which airline, but probably good thing actually. She was a flight attendant, absolute teed. I think she was like half Filipino, half Thai, but she was like supermodel level and physically. And we had just walked out of Myers and Rundle Mall. Shout out to the guys that are in Rads. Okay, closer to the Hindley Street end. Okay, we had been we had been on a day game session together, and I had probably met like maybe two girls that day. Maybe I was still you know struggling at that time, and I for sure at this time wasn't perceiving it as approach excitement. I was still definitely in that approach anxiety mindset, but this absolute T just physically so sexy walks out of my eyes. And like, I know Roy, Roy is also like me. He likes tees as well. Matt's like, Matt was a little indifferent, but we could all acknowledge this is a straight 10. And she was like, she's a full woman. Like this is when I'm 18 years old. She's like at least 25. She might've been close to 30. And so she walks out, but I just knew in my heart that I had to go meet her. But every step running up to her was like, was like my heart was beating out of its chassis. Like my heart was coming out of its rib cage. That was how intense my nerves and anxiety was going over to her. But then when I stopped her and she just lit up and I'm sure my 50 was super far off. I'm sure that my my voice was super high. I'm sure that I was a Mr. Nice Guy, but I showed enough qualification. I was just a little bit enough. Just the fact that I had the balls to go over there and tell her that I thought she was beautiful. That was enough for her. She was in, in town for the for just a couple nights, right? Because she was flying around the world being a flight attendant. We ended up having a great interaction and ended up uh, closing digits with her. I didn't see her after. Uh, she flaked after that. But that was so early on in my journey. The entire way getting over to her, the entire interaction itself was super uncomfortable, super awkward for me. I was consciously having to process everything, nothing like what it is today. And I got shown like, yeah, okay, I got a lot of work to do here. But I loved it. I loved the fact that when I went back and I realized all the shit that I had fucked up, all the mistakes I had made, it's like, well, let's do it again. And you ride that high and you go meet the next woman. And you ride that high and you just keep learning about yourself. You keep improving yourself. That's I told you about that, that process. Now, if you look at where I am today, where the approach anxiety doesn't exist, it is now only approach excitement. I told you guys before, psychological reframe must be underpinned and foundationally built upon the confidence in the real world ability. The only reason why I'm there today, able to say to you 100%, let's, let's go out today. I'll take any one of you right now. Let's go out today. We see it at absolute dime fees. I'm excited to go meet her. I'm excited to go meet her because of this journey that it could be because of how much love and joy that will be in this interaction and learning about each other. Whether it ends in one second or in an hour, it doesn't matter. Right? And I, I can feel that in my heart. It's so true because I have the confidence in my ability that I put in the reps from my journey of being a incompetent, unconsciously incompetent, where I didn't even know what I didn't even know from that's 12 o'clock all the way down to three to six to nine, back up all the way around to the point of unconscious competence to now where I don't even have to think about it. I just know what I'm doing. That journey is the earned journey of being able to say that it's no longer approach anxiety, it's now approach excitement. So this is, and this is where coming back to this guy, where, why I said that he may as well not even begin or he may, he may as well give up on his journey if he's always going to see, 
see the uncomfortability and the awkwardness as a reason for why he can't change his mind and can't change his perception of reality is because he'll never accrue the reps. Just like the other guy, like I said, if you constantly go out there belaboring and bemoaning the process of having to go up to a woman and thinking that that is in some way, shape or form going to be a chore, a task, a, a, a grind, right? And you just don't love it. Well, you never get the reps, right? You could take two guys, like just give me two guys, right? Give me one guy who's been going out for a year and maybe he's eight, maybe, I don't know, he's 12, maybe he's like three to six on the clock face, but he's been going out for a year. He's got a year under his belt. Maybe he's been on a few day twos every now and again. Maybe he can't get another, you know, very, but still very low level and just dealing with intense approach anxiety. But then say, give me an absolute beginner, day one. But the, and his mind, his mind is just like the pizza guy. Shout out to the OGs that know what I'm talking about with the pizza guy. I'll mention this in a second, but I don't want to derail this story. He's the, he's got the pizza guy mentality, which is that I don't even know what I don't even know. But I'm excited and I want to learn. And you give me these two guys and I take them both out on a session together. I guarantee you by the end of it, the pizza guy mentality, the guy who's just, I'm just here to learn. and I'm excited to learn. Let's just, I'll do whatever the fuck Adam says and I'll just learn. Right. And I'll be happy about it. I guarantee you by the end of that session, that guy will have not only learned more about himself, he will have learned more about social dynamics purely because of the fact that he would have got more reps in. Versus the guy that's been in the journey for a year, but perceives the process as something to be belabored and be mourned and because it's uncomfortable and it's awkward and he gets shown all of his mistakes and he doesn't want to have to have to deal with that truth, with that, that raw, that raw feedback that comes from you fucking up in an interaction and a woman just goes, anyways, I'm going to go now, right? You know, he can't deal with that. I can't handle that. It's like... You can see it's like night and day. It's sun and moon here, what we're talking about. Give me the pizza guy. Now, I mentioned what the pizza guy is. Uh, there's a video on my channel called The Greatest Experience, uh, The Greatest Teacher in Life is Experience. The Greatest Teacher in Life will always be experience. Just type that into the channel. And I mentioned the pizza guy story. The pizza guy story is a legit story of a bowl session I ran in Melbourne where like 20 guys came out, Chenny was at the pizza store, at his local pizza store, and he just happened to get talking with the guy serving him, and he mentioned that this guy, Adam, was doing this thing, and he said, do you want to come along? Didn't even really mention what it was about. It was like a day game session. And so he brought this guy along. This guy had no idea what we were doing when he was like rocking up, but he was like so excited to learn. And him and Chenny had an absolute day. They were going off on instant dates, like two set instant dates, and they had a great time when we got back to the debrief where it was like all guys sit down, 20 of them, and they all give their feedback on the session. The pizza guy was just like fucking on cloud night. He was like on oh, some NDMA or something. Probably DMT being activated for sure in his mind because he learned so much and because he just came in with no preconceptions about why I should be anxious or uncomfortable or not liking this process. He was just there purely for the sake of the sake of being there. Purely for the sake of the action. Action for the sake of action. So, so I'm going to take a pause here and just address some of you in the chat. If you are enjoying this content, just drop a thumbs up on this channel. Help support this video. Say hi in the comments below. Drop any questions that you have. We'll get to social Q&A, the open Q&A within good time. So, 
Next comment was from Ski. Uh, Ski's up in the chat saying, how's it going, mate? Yep. How's it going, mate? Yeah, yeah mate, yeah. <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe the fun we've been having with that saying. Uh, just fucking with people just going around town, just going, yeah, man. Uh, I'm good, man. Life is good. Sal comes up in here saying, hey, good to me here. I think he means good to be here, but good to be here as well. Uh, he goes, good, quick question, mate. Have you done the Jim Hoff? I think he means Wim Hoff. You're making a lot of, you got a, you got a lot of spare, spelling errors today, Sal. It's uh, Wim Hoff, not Jim Hoff. <laughs> That just reminds me of fucking Jim's mowing though. Uh, have have I done the Wim Hof method? Absolutely, I've been I've been a big fan of Wim Hof for a long time. When I first started my daily cold practice, uh, cold shower practice, I was doing heavy Wim Hof breathing, and that was like two point three years ago, two point four years ago, almost now. All right, even longer, even longer ago, almost two and a half years ago, I started my daily cold shower practice, and I started with Wim Hof. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I'd highly recommend. It's a it's a free resource as well. That's how good Wim is. So also, it's mandatory. Mandatory if you're going to start doing ice baths or cold plunges, you got to know Wim Hof. So definitely search it up. Uh, and he also says, no, Brer, your hair, lol. Uh, yeah, Brer, my hair, lol. Uh, a succubus with a huge long says monk mode. Yeah, that's the second monk comment up in here. We've got full Aang on him. Full Aang avatar style. Hercules, the god vlogs. I preferred it when your username was just Hercules. Hercules the God. I don't know why you got vlogs in there now. He says, hello, it's Hercules. Came out of old school taekwondo practice. Nice. Good to have you here, mate. I literally just got done working out. I was doing some Muay Thai on the bags. It was great to be throwing some elbows. Good to see you out there swinging some swinging some bone as well. Slinging some bone. Uh, okay, so let's get back to it here. I think we've gone hard enough on his part one of his limiting beliefs. Basically, just to recap there, he'll never grow. He'll never become full circle on his social dynamics journey if he cannot love the journey. If you cannot love the journey, you will never make the jump from approach anxiety to approach excitement. Why? Very tactically, because you will never accrue the reps that get you there. If you don't love shooting hoops, you don't love basketball, well, you're never going to go out and become a great player. If you think that going out and shooting 100 free throws every day is a shit process, well, then you're never going to do it. Right? And it's not to say that you won't have tough times and you won't have to push through adversity. No, that's exactly what you, is going to happen. But it's just a matter of whether you love it or you hate it. That's what it is. So, so he also mentioned a part two, which is that there's also a situation where the whole idea of me approaching them is perceived as sexist slash predatory. And then that trickles into such a perception of him. And that's why he's afraid because of what it might mean for his perception of who he is in his industry. So all he has to do is go onto my channel and go and watch the end of day game pickup question mark video. It's like four videos, five videos ago, absolute bombshell of a video. All he has to do is go and watch that video, go to part four of that video which is slightly towards the end. It's only a 30-minute video. And it says this. Well, the question was, is cold approach still safe? And my answer to that is yes, as long as you know what the fuck you're doing. If you are respectful, you are direct, you are congruent, and you are authentic, you have no worries. So it's another invalid point from him to the degree of which that he is executing. If he can execute in a way in which that he's respectful of the woman, is direct with her, is congruent with himself in, uh, externally and authentically internally with himself, 
Well, then he's got nothing to worry about being perceived as sexist or predatory because all of those get quashed, all those get crushed the moment you become a direct, congruent, authentic man. It's like in that video I said, even though I'm no longer, because of the state of society, able to coach day game as a business anymore, that's the way society's going, my own individual dating life hasn't changed at all. I still see a girl, I'm still going up and meeting her in the coconut oil aisle. I'm still going out and there meeting women in the day because I'm being respectful, direct, congruent, authentic. So I'm not worried about being perceived as sexist or predatory. Why? Because I'm not. Because I'm not. Because I'm doing the things that would prevent that. Right? So basically, what are we getting here, guys? Guys, if you're up in this chat right now, what is what is your... I want you to, because I like to make these social, social Q&As like a bit of a class, I want you guys to drop in the chat box here, what's this guy's core issue? Because what we've discussed here, when you look at, it's not, his part one was that I don't want to be uncomfortable, I don't want to be awkward, and that's why I'll always perceive it as approach anxiety, which is essentially him saying that I don't want to love the process, I don't want to embrace the process, I'm always going to hate the process, right? And so that's, and that's why I can't shift from approach anxiety to approach excitement. So he's, done, he's deemed that for himself. That's part one. Then part two, he goes, well, but what if also I get perceived as being predatory or sexist? But he, I know this guy knows my content. He, he's not like a fresh beginner. You guys think I might be, for those of you that, I should have mentioned that at the beginning. You might think I've been a little bit tough on this guy. Uh, if he's an absolute beginner, he's maybe very, very new to my content. I'd probably be giving him a lot more slack. But I'm not giving this guy no slack because this guy's been in the journey for a long time. And he's been watching my content for a long time. So that's why, so when you say those two things, what's his actual issue, guys? Because it's not, it's not these frivolous things such as being uncomfortable or awkward or being perceived as sexist or predatory because he knows the deeper level things beneath it. What's actually the issue within him? If he was to dive in, I just want you guys to drop some, drop your thoughts. Let me know in the comment, in the chat box. What do you think is going underneath? What do you think is the actual primary mechanism that is causing him to treat meeting women and his journey of social dynamics in this way? Drop, a, drop me your comments in the chat box below. I'll give you guys a second. Because from a coaching perspective, from someone who's a coach and who works with people on the day in and day out, it's not what, he, what he's labeled it as. His issue is not the surface level of... He doesn't want to be uncomfortable or perceived as awkward or that he doesn't want to be perceived as being predatory or uh, what was the other word he used or sexist. It's not that. Trust me. It's not. They're, those are the fruit or I should say those are the, yeah, okay, we'll go with fruit or that is the, that is, yeah, no, no, we'll go with fruit. That works in that analogy. That is the fruit of a weed. But the weed is much more deeply seeded. Okay, we've got some we've got some answers up in this chat. Ski comes in saying uh, he hasn't done it, so he doesn't understand. With a question mark. Mm, you'd have to be more specific, Ski. That's a part of it. Like for those of you that don't know uh, what Ski is referring to, there, that's one of my favorite quotes and one of my favorite principles to live by. Uh, from a anime known as Syokuga Fuetedu, Run With The Wind, which is do it and you'll understand. Never do it and you'll never understand. So that's the quote that Ski's referencing there. So Ski's saying he hasn't done it so he doesn't understand. 
You have to be more specific. Uh, I think you're referencing that he just hasn't done the work, if that's what you mean, that he hasn't done the work so he just doesn't get it. Eh, not quite, because the problem here is that he will never, he's never done enough work. He's never done enough reps. He's never... So, well, no, so, yeah, I, it's, it's not that you're incorrect. It's just that it's not quite in the right ballpark. It's, you're correct in the sense that, yeah, he's never done the, the correct work. So, yes, he does not understand. So, yeah, you're right, Ski. You're, def, you're definitely right. It's just I'm having to f- try and frame it in the way that maybe you're trying to... Uh, you have to be more specific. But you are correct that because he hasn't done it, so he doesn't understand, that's definitely true. But it's not quite the deep seed of why he's attaching his issues or labeling his issues as, oh, I don't want to be uncomfortable, don't want to be awkward. That's why I can't reframe it to excitement. And also, I don't want to be perceived as sexist or predatory. That's why I can't go out and see this as a approach excitement and start to love the journey. It's not, yeah, not quite not quite what I'm getting at here, Ski. But you are correct in saying that he doesn't, he hasn't done it, so he doesn't understand. That's true. Luis, Luis comes in here. Luis P comes in saying, our ego slash self-perception convinces us of such things. Yeah, now you st- now you're starting to get closer. This is a lot warmer, a lot warmer. A little too general though, Luis. You would need to tell me uh, what I'm interested in is what part, what about his ego, what about his self perception convinces him of such things. You definitely now we're in the right. If Ski was, uh, if Ski was, if Ski's answer was in the Jeep driving up to this garden, you are now in the garden. Now I need the specific tree. Because you're in the garden, definitely it's his ego and self-perception that is convincing himself of why he can't reframe from anxiety to excitement and why he'll never do the actual experience that, like I said before, that will get him the reps, that will get him the concrete belief in his actual core skill set. But let's go a little bit deeper. We need to go a little bit deeper with it. Johnny Nguyen comes up in, comes up in here saying, seconded, seconded, his ego is trying to protect himself. Ooh, okay. It's the seeing is believing problem, Johnny goes on to say. Putting in the action will manifest and reveal the natural way of social dynamics. I need to digest that. I'll say that again. It's the seeing is believing problem. His ego is trying to protect himself. It's the seeing is believing problem. Putting in the action will manifest and reveal the natural way of social dynamics. So, yes, I agree to the second half of what you're saying, Johnny. But it's the first half that's a little aloof. It's the seeing is believing problem. I'm not sure what you mean by that. It sounds good, but I'm not sure what you mean by that. The first part you said, though, his ego is trying to protect himself. That's even more on the money. That's more specific of Luis uh, coming in saying our ego self-perception convinces us of such things, which then Johnny tags on with his ego is trying to protect himself. You're very close. So that's pretty much the tree. That's the tree I was looking for, the protection mechanism. Now we're just looking for that apple or we're looking for the root. We're looking for the root of that tree. But you guys are getting close. You guys are very close there. So to dial our minds back in here and to try and give you guys just a slightly different light on it. He's coming from a place in which that He's not willing to do the work. He's not willing to do the reps because he doesn't want to be uncomfortable, doesn't want to be awkward, and doesn't want to be perceived as potentially predatory or sexist. Yet we know that, because I've been able to tell you guys, he's not an absolute beginner and more so not an absolute beginner to my content. He knows my content quite well. He's been following my shit for a while. 
So this is all in my mind quite frivolous, invalid, because I, he's dancing around. He's not, or he's, he's misattributing. He's not taking responsibility for the real, the truth of the matter. And Johnny's just coming in here with a little bit more of a refeed. So let me just see here. He comes in saying, I mean, he can't believe that he can... Johnny says, I mean, he can't believe that he can't attract a woman with his personality and charm, but he can't see proof if he doesn't take action. That's definitely true. Yeah, I agree with that. Not quite to the point of what I'm saying, though. Does he, John, Johnny, Donny then, Johnny then says, does that clear things up? Classic. Yeah. So... When you say that he can't believe that he can attract a woman with his personality and charm, but he can't see proof if he doesn't take action, very true, just not not quite relevant to what we're getting at here. More to the first thing that you said, just around his ego is trying to protect himself. Absolutely. If you just kind of stay with there, but let's get right down to the core of it. His ego is trying to protect himself, and let's just get his words here so we can really just hammer it. It's so good. He doubts that the reframing technique will ever work on the long run because of one bit limiting belief he still hasn't been able to debunk, which is that having a poor interaction then future affects how people perceive me. So Johnny, you're hitting on why he thinks he can't be successful with one individual woman. That's not actually what's going on here. Listen to what he says there. It's more about how he's being perceived by people in his industry. Right, in future, in particular, in future with his industry. And that's why, and that's when I and that's why he doesn't want to have poor interactions. So he's using his he's using the excuse of I don't want to be perceived poorly in my future industry as a reason to not do the work. That is the core of this. That is the absolute core, which is that. His ego is certainly protecting him. You're bang on with that, Johnny. But what his ego is more protecting him from is having to reveal the true nature of where he's at right now, the true nature of himself, the true inadequacy. That is what his ego is protecting himself from. His, the, the worry about the perception in his future industry, that's, that's, that's so, to, his, to using his words, so invalid because... If you're going to live your life that way, you have, it's like the butterfly effect. The moment you make A, B, and C, it changes X, Y, and Z. And so the fact that you're trying to preclude yourself from making a decision and an action in this moment because you think in the future that and, and that, that particular action is one that's actually going to force you to grow and become better and stronger, and you think that's going to hurt you in the future, no, of course not. That's nonsensical. So that's how we know that that's nonsensical. Because if he was actually to earnestly go down this journey and to actually incorporate the mindset of that I'm here to love the process, love what we're going on here, then the awkwardness and the uncomfortability actually gets done away with way faster, way sooner. Why? Because you get reps way faster, way sooner. So why would he be afraid of getting those reps? Why we all are. Because we all hate to be shown our inadequacy. We all hate to be shown where we fucking up, where why this woman has a concrete reason where the ego can no longer dodge the fact that, oh, it wasn't just because it's reps, right? Because it's reps. If you get shown within a day, across seven days, across 30 days, that 
80 to 90%, if not 99% of the women are piecing out, that it can no longer just be one individual woman's problem, and that was just her. If the body of your work is producing the same result, which is that I am inadequate, then there's no dodging. There's no more that the back is against the wall and now you're just caved in. And so you only have one option then. It's either I sharpen up or I melt down, right? The fire of immensity, as I've always referred to cold approach as. And so what his ego is protecting him from and protecting his ego is his self-preservation. He's got to a place in his life and in his journey where he has some modicum of self-worth attached to who he thinks he is, who his ego has built himself up to be. And so that he would rather, he would rather convince himself that it's not worth entertaining a process that would force that growth and force that uncomfortability because of, and this is just the label and this was just the, the cherry, if you will, the illusionary cherry. Oh, because, but well, I won't do that because, because what if it affects my future, uh, my future status and my future perception of in my industry? Well, 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 I won't do this then. I won't do this. Then. It's like, no, 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 that's not the real reason. The real reason is that you just don't want to be shown how inadequate you are. You don't want to be shown where your work is to be done. Because if you did, you would then love this process, get the reps, and then get over that uncomfortability and that inadequacy much, much faster and actually see that that inadequacy was the key to your success. Because my friends, you will not succeed and you will not evolve and you will not transform if you do not go through pain and if you do not go through growth. So his pain adversity his adversity to going through difficulty will always keep him where he is, which is only a nice way of saying it. What I'm actually trying to say there is that will only force him to fall backwards. There is no standing still in life. You are either moving forward or you are falling backwards. And with this guy's mentality, he will always be falling backwards. He can convince himself. He can, he can comfort himself by doing an approach here and there. By going out once when COVID's like, to be honest, guys, COVID's never actually going to be over. We've got to talk about this later because the way the Victorian government is handling the recent spikes in COVID cases is an, a, just an abomination. But anyways, this is a different topic. But let's just say when COVID's over, right, when we're able to start going out to nightclubs and going out on the street a lot more, he can comfort himself. He can play self-comforting games in which that he goes out one day and says, okay, I'm going to fucking balls up here. I'm feeling good today. Had a workout today. Got my, got my kangaroo in today. And I've got some, I got that red blood. I got that gay meat energy right now. And he goes out, but then, but then he just overcome by the approach anxiety. It's still, I'm trying, it's trying, I'm trying to make it excitement. I'm trying to love the process. I can't do it. No, I can't do it. Why can't I do it? Uh, because I, I just don't want to be perceived as, what if, what if in the future, and I have a, what if I have a bad interaction? What if I have a poor interaction? Do you guys see how ridiculous that mentality is? How else would you grow if you did not have poor interactions? So, so he'll go, oh, so I'll just, I'll meet one girl, I'll meet one girl, I'll leave it there. And then he goes, well, I tried. And there's the self-comfort. I tried. Well, my friends, trying is not enough. Trying is enough for the day one beginner. Trying is enough for the pizza guy, for the guy who came out on his first day session. Just having a bat, just fucking getting your balls together and say, I'm going to try this shit out. That's 
That earns you respect and credit once and once only. But if you then, on your second time out, are unable to execute in the way that has been planned and designed for you, based on... Now, of course, if you were back in 1990, you were back in early 2000s, and the designs and the plans weren't there. If Adam's tool game of, toolbox of game ebook was not there, if my day game boot camps were not there, if, if the knowledge around how to be a direct, congruent, authentic man and going up to a woman on the street and saying, listen, I was walking with my mate and I thought you looked beautiful. If that knowledge was not there, I catch you some slack. But we're in 2020 right now. You have all the knowledge. And it's not, there are, there, I'm sure there are other good systems. You've got the natural lifestyles. You've got other people in Europe. You've got other people in the US that I'm sure are doing good shit. There's no excuse. So if you go out on your second time and you do not execute at least 0.1% better than your first time, well, then that's your issue now. That's not an issue of the journey. That's not an issue of, of anyone else but you because you made the mistakes you chose not to reflect on them, and you chose to perpetuate them, aka insanity. Repeating the same mistakes, but expecting a different result. Repeating the same actions, but expecting a different result. Absolute insanity. But it's self-comforting, isn't it? It's very comforting to just say, I'm just trying. I tried my best. Did you? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. So I have I have very little love for guys that, that one will not... And that never get to the place of loving the journey. And when I say love, I have no love for their mindset. I love them as beings, of course. I wish the best for them. And if it takes them another 20 years to change their lives, I love that too. I love them for that. But I'll, I'll, never, I'll never baby or enable someone who is telling me they just don't want to have a poor interaction because of how that might affect their future percep- perception in their industry. It's like, where do you think I came from? I have I have done thousands and thousands. Well, I can't say how many. It's not tens of thousands, but it's definitely over ten thousand hours of cold interactions. And if you don't think in those first uh, in that twelve to six, I didn't have my fair share of poor poor interactions, right? But look at where I'm in now. Do you, do you see other people coming up to me, coming up to me, say, "Hey, you were that guy from five years ago." That was really shit in that day game interaction. Hey, I remember you. I remember you. you were that guy that real that was just so nervous. So nervous. Oh, now that means I won't give you a job opportunity. That I want it, it's so nonsensical. That's why I say to you guys, what's the real issue? Because that's non it's nonsensical. The real issue is that he is attempting, as Johnny Nguyen said, his ego is attempting to protect himself. And what his ego is attempting to protect himself from is the raw feedback of his inadequacy. That is where it stems from when we get uh, deeper down. And actually, I just want to float something back in here, which is there's also this the success component. Let me just get this back up for you guys. Whatever limiting belief you adorn during this recent experience, it stems from the root of what you deem to be success. And that's just another way of saying it, right? Of what you determine to be success in these interactions. He determines success in an interaction is getting validated by the woman. I determine success in an interaction is getting validated by the work and being validated by myself. The very fact that I took action 
That's my validation. That's my success. So when I say that, and so that another, just another way. We can talk, we, we can give you so many examples, break this guy's psychology down in so many different ways, but it all comes down to that. You're not going to do the work? Fair enough. But don't sit there and say to yourself that I'm trying or I'm in the journey. You're not. If you're not out there doing the work, you're not in the journey. That's it. If I had a mic, I would drop it. I mean, if I could drop the mic, I would drop it. So let me dry, let me dive into the chat here and say hi to some of you guys. Because that's that's it. And you guys, if you've got questions now, I'm going to open it up to open Q&A. So anything you want to uh, ask about on dating, social dynamics, or relationships, just drop it in the chat box down below. And if you want to donate to the Super Chat to get your question bumped to the top and help support the channel, that's always most appreciated. Uh, but I won't say any more on this guy's uh, topic. I think we just lit him up. Yeah, just burnt, burnt cinders. Okay. Okay, so I'm just looking at the chat box here. Johnny Nguyen came in saying, I mean, he can't believe... Uh, I mean, he can't believe that he can attract a woman with his personality charm, but he can't... I don't know, we already read that out. Louise, Louise came in after that saying with the next comment, saying, attachment to our own perception of self will limit our ability to take risks. Yes, yes, Louise. That's another just beautiful way of what we just said, of what I just went on. That yes, his attachment to his own perception of self... As in, when I said before, his modicum of where he believes he is in terms of self-worth, his ego self-worth, that limits his ability to take risk. Absolutely. If you aren't willing to let go of the rock you're currently holding, you will never reach for the one above you. Why? How could you ever reach the peak? How could you ever get to the peach tree on the peak of your mountain if you aren't willing to take the next step up? If you're so attached to the step you're currently on. Yes, Louise, that's beautiful. That's a great way of saying it. I love that. Uh, great third perspective there. Johnny Nguyen came in then saying, ah, his ego does not want to die. Blah. His ego does not want to define success, in brackets, loving the journey and process, in brackets. He wants to live a vague life so he can't ever fail. Yes. Yes, that's another, and that's just another one. Like, you want to view, there's a core root, which we've already discussed here. There's a core root, Johnny, but there are often subsidiary roots that come off one's core limiting beliefs. It's not the absolute core of what you're saying there, but it's a definitely a subsidiary root, and it's all attached to the same weed. And he, his, his, tree, his tree will never produce peaches. Never. Never. There will only be weeds with this mentality. Bill, Ga Bill Gates come in saying, day game is dead now, man. Uh, yes, it is dead if you cannot be direct, congruent, authentic, or respectful. Otherwise, I completely disagree with you. Uh, Ski comes in saying, dude, we are so chill here in Melbourne. Shopping centers are full and people acting like COVID is gone. It feels great, but OBS not good for the long run. Ski, I'm really glad to hear that. And because what I saw in the news the other day about your premier just going, he, he said these words, he goes, he said some of the most ignorant words I've ever heard. He goes, he goes, we can contain this in regards to COVID. He goes, we can contain this. And that was valid when Scott Morrison, our prime minister, was set in the first two weeks, the first month of COVID, when they were saying we can contain this and that's when they shut down all the borders and they shut down everything. And they did a really good job. We did a great job down here. Australia is like the best country in the world to be if, you're, if, you, if you want to be dealing with this COVID thing. But 
in the months following what we have now found, and that's why I said that that's valid to say that we can we can attempt to contain this and we can do our best to contain this. Because we didn't know if this plague was going to be, sorry, this pandemic was going to be like the Black Death or it's going to be like the Spanish flu. We didn't know if it was going to be just killing people, like young, healthy people by the thousands every single day. No, but we didn't know. So we had to take this extremely shut down businesses, shut down everything mentality. But we're months in now and the the data is out, which is that this disease is nothing like what we thought it was going to be. It was not nearly as extreme as we thought it was going to be. Now, I'm not devaluing the people that have died. But if you look at the deaths, if you look at the people who have died with COVID, like, and the, so that's a separate metric, but the people that have actually died from a direct result of COVID, not that did not have other metabolic disease, that were not also overweight, that were not also had diabetes, that were not also... 80 to 90 and had already pre-existing conditions of lung disease, of heart conditions, of all kinds of different things, Alzheimer's, everything, you name it, any form of metabolic disease. If you look at the actual cases of people that died from COVID, it is so minuscule. It is, it is such a tiny, tiny percentage. But there is a business. There is a business in this. There is a business in healthcare. There is a business and a vested interest. And I'm not one for conspiracies, but I'm I'm a pretty level-headed guy, and I don't really, you know, the only conspiracy I've I've always I've ever uh, looked in deeply into was JFK. But I think it's pretty obvious now that this flu, right? That this COVID, we have to learn to live with it. That there is no more containing it. I was saying this to my family and uh, the other night, which is that, which is why I was so disappointed in the Victorian premier uh, when he said, over because Victoria had a, few, a spike in like forty two cases over the last few days and like multi digit cases, you know, like 10, 20, 30, 40 cases over the last few days, and they're trying to shut everything down again. I saw it, they're trying to shut everything down again and trying to put everyone back in lockdown, but and I'm going like, no, 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 no. that makes no sense. That makes no sense because we have to learn to live with it now. You would be looked at insane if you attempted to say, oh, we're going to contain the flu, the regular flu. No, we live with it as a part of life, right? Because we realize that, yes, people that have pre-existing medical conditions, they're going to get hit hard by the regular flu and a lot of them will die and they do. The death rate from regular flu with people pre-existing metabolic disease is pretty high. If you get flu, that's a bad idea. Like, that's not a good thing for you. You're going to have to go in a hospital. But we live with it. We don't shut down businesses because of the regular flu. We don't shut down life because of that. And so now that we found out what COVID actually is, right, and that, which is, yes, it's real, that if you have pre-existing conditions, yes, you have to take extreme concern. But the focus should not be on let's try and contain it. It's the focus should be on let's try and be as healthy and metabolically strong and sound as we can. And which, by the way, comes through this process known as herd immunity, in which that you need to build a defense to it. If you try like a natural bodily immunity to it, like people are like waiting on like a cure, people are waiting on a um a uh, yeah, a cure for it. It's like, guys, you realize that there's been a cure, quote unquote, for the flu, and it's only 48% effective, 40 something percent effective. And we're okay with that. So people that are thinking that there's going to be a day where we just eradicate COVID, we, it's done, 
No. This is what happens with these diseases. We need to develop our immune system, and this is what the human race has always done. So I'm adamantly against any more shutdown and lockdowns at this point. I think the people that are sick should be protected and that they should definitely be wearing face masks if they're already sick and if they want to protect themselves even more so. But in terms of shutting businesses down, because you've got to look at the mental health impact this is having, right? People's livelihoods are being completely upended and uprooted and people are committing suicide at a much higher rate because they can't live the lives that they wanted to, that they were previously living. It's like, so how what type of, what's, what's the risk benefit ratio here? That, you, okay, you might protect a few more people that were already metabolically uh, in a shit place, right? If we everyone gets face masks and everyone's locked down. But then what about all the other people who were previously healthy that now fall into deep depression, deep anxiety, kill themselves because they can't work, they have no job? You guys see what I'm saying here? Is, I don't think it's as difficult of a situation anymore. Previously, I think it's, I think reacting real strong and real hard, shut everything down when we don't understand it fully, that's fine. Now, we understand what the disease is, okay? I think we should open it up. And I, I just, I, that's that's my stance on it now. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'll stop the rant there. We could go all day on it. So, uh, oh, that's the end of the chat. So, my friends, if you guys haven't got any more questions, this is going to be a very short chat. Oh, actually, and actually, sometimes, sometimes if there are no, if there are no further, what the hell was that? If there are no further questions uh, in the chat box, then I'll, there are sometimes questions on Instagram that I say that I'll get back to, or not that I'll say that I'll get back to, but I'll say if I have time to get to them on the Q&A, I will get to, unless I can get anything there. So anyways, guys, that's, Oh, hold up. We just got our first super chat, which is from Ski, which is an Australian, $2.99. Thank you so much, Ski. Just saying in capitals. Yes. Uh, complete truth. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Ski, it's like, I don't want to come across as incompassionate, uncompassionate to old people, but or to people that have metabolic disease. But you got to just go look. At this point, it's a numbers game, and that's how we look at overall society's benefit. We don't, we, we don't optimize for the minority. Look at our, our lives are a democracy. We optimize for the majority. We optimize for what the vast majority says. So I'm, I'm in the mindset of that if you, because by the way, guys, in Victoria, it's just like, that's just where there's kind of second waves, second wave of COVID is happening in Australia. It's going to get to the other states. It's only a matter of time before South Australia gets gets more of it and Perth gets more of it. Because we're, we're, when are we going to travel again? Are you with the way that people are looking at it with the short term mentality? Are we, you saying we're never going to be able to travel into state again? You're never going to be able to travel overseas? No, of course. At some point, we're going to have to open ourselves up to that. And in which case, more cases will spread. And in which case, we'll have to say, well, we're going to have to deal with it. So why not deal with it now? And so that's the final thing I want to say here, Ski, is this. I'll say this to my family. The government is us. People forget this. The government is elected by us to represent the vast majority of people. And if we decide that what they're saying, what they're doing is no good, and this is what's happening in America right now in a big way, 
where like it's so divided where like 50% of the country is just like fuck you fuck you and your face mask and your protect no nah, none of this shit we'll get our guns and we'll protect our rights the other 50% are like super scared or the other side of it but but what I'm saying is that people aren't going to put up with this in Australia either there's a certain point in which that if it got like too bad like like you saw the protests with the Black Lives Matter protests down here in Adelaide and in Melbourne 10,000 people in Melbourne turned out for it it's like, yeah, fuck you and your and your restrictions. There's something more important than that right now. So we definitely have power as people to decide as a vast majority how we want to live our lives. And I think that's uh I, I think that's I think it's really important to remember when it comes to people's livelihoods. You know, the small shit about what your council's doing on the main road, I don't I don't de- I don't get involved in that. But when it's like people's mental health is at risk. We really, we really need to take a look at what the government's saying. So, anyways, uh, thank you so much, Ski, for that beautiful scoop, super chat which supports the channel. Connor Rose comes in. I uh, sorry, Connor Bose comes in. I don't think I've seen you within this chat. Welcome. He says you're bold, my man. <laughs> yeah, I had a spiritual, I had a spiritual ritual this morning, and uh, I filmed it, and I'm gonna put that up on Instagram. I might put it up on the Eternal Energy channel as well, but it'll be going up on Instagram. It'll be saying one. Um, I filmed the process and I'm going to put a caption in the Instagram of what it means to uh, shave your head uh, when you're so attached to your hair. And Connor then goes on to say, I love your work. Uh, fuck it, strong, get stronger. Exactly. Exactly. That's what the herd immunity is. And that's why the. I know it sounds incompassionate, but the this is how our race got to be what it is. We didn't, we didn't become the human beings we are today by allowing the weak and incompetent to survive. The process of evolution sorted those people out. The people that ate the dark berries when they saw the other guy who ate the dark berries died, they died. The people that had strong, uh, weak immune systems, they died. The, the people that, that weren't able to produce the best genes, they died, right? Or the most adaptable, the most adaptable to change. So... Yeah, that's like, uh, it's like, that's why I'm not worried. Like, for, for guys, let me just to say I walk the walk. Not only do I talk the talk, but I walk it. For all the guests that have been coming in for the recent podcast on the Eternal Energy channel, I've been hugging all of them. I've been hugging, been hugging all of them, right? I tried to shake the hand when I got my the new Samsung S20 Ultra Plus here at Harvey Norman the other day. I tried to shake the salesman hand. He wouldn't shake it. He's not allowed to. But... You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying it's like we need to live our lives. That's all I'm saying here. Connor then comes in saying, "Coming from Ireland, ah, good to have you up. It's very rare that I have someone from that side of the world on at this time of the day. It must be super early where you are." Uh, he then says, uh, "We become immune to, we become immune to COVID, just like everything else, just like everything else. We don't, we don't develop immunity by being boxed in. In fact, that's actually how you do the opposite." And you know, if you want to develop allergies, stop eating the things that give you allergies. You want to develop an allergies to peanuts, to gluten, all of that, right? Make sure you never touch it. Make sure you never touch it. But if you daily dose with a slight little bit of poison, then you become immune to that poison over a long period of time. It's a very key concept. So anyway, Connor then comes on saying 2.30 a.m. So my friends, if there aren't any further questions on social dynamics, dating, or relationships, I've got a tremendous amount of work to do today. And this is, we're just going to wrap this on a slightly uh, shorter session. But I will just give you a few moments. I will give you a few moments if there's anything left. Otherwise, we're peacing out here. Connor says, 
but honestly, I think it's all fake. You think COVID's fake? Hey, listen, I think uh, I think there are definitely vested interests in the medical business of keeping people sick. There are vest- definitely a medical interest in that. Uh, I think the actual genetic DNA structure of COVID is real, and that's legit. That's been proven. But uh, but in terms of the the severity and the reporting, the statistics, all of that, yeah, it's definitely questionable. So, my friends, I'm going to wrap it up right here. Uh, thank you very much for being here, and yeah, I'm, I'm still looking for feedback on how we're, when we're going to changing with the times and the days of these social Q and As. You know, whether we're going to do keep doing Mondays. Uh, I like that it was. I like that we did it a little bit earlier. It seemed like there was more of you, a little more engaged earlier. So we'll definitely keep it at 10 a.m. Um, but we might play around with some different days. Might might do a Wednesday next week. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Ski then actually Ski comes in with a final comment saying, "I feel like I'm able to approach again in Melbourne despite COVID in everyday life. Already been wishing people uh, a great day and slash life. Should I? Yes, Ski." I've already started recommending my clients. I was dealing with a new client the other day who's in Melbourne. And I said to him, I gave him, I said, you need, you need to go up and you need to give love, give love to five different people today, right? There's more, obviously more to the tactics of the exercise, but that's the crux of it. And I, so yeah, I'm already, I'm already back on the boat with my clients saying, yes, it's okay to go out now. If you're metabolically well, like, okay, for sure. If you, if, if you see that they're obviously unwell, you don't need to approach that person. Okay, you can keep your distance if you want, put on a face mask if you want, but at this point, get back to living life. Start rebuilding. Strong, all right? Let's go. And uh, Connor then finishes up saying, yeah, keep making more. It's all, it's been all Tinder here. <laughs> it's been all Tinder here. Uh, sure. Tinder, the online game, the online, uh, I, did, I did the how to use online dating in COVID last week. Dude, those, those, guys, those tips are legit. Those tips are legit. I'm seeing it in my own life right now that, I've got a lot of dates lined up this week, just purely from the shit that I was telling you guys in that last Q&A. So I thank you all so much for being here and just clarity there, Ski. Yes, yes. Go out, meet people. All right? We're over this shit now. We're going to get stronger. So I thank you all very much for being here. I wish you all the best in your lives. And if you're watching this in post as well, you can drop any questions. I'll come back and answer them. You can drop a thumbs up on this channel. That'd be most appreciated. And I wish you all the absolute best. All right, we're going to get stronger. Much peace and much joy. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget, that guided meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast. Uh, donation link all of that's tremendously appreciated and i'd also love your feedback on this session whether you want to actually i'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual youtube videos itself if you go into youtube drop your comments there that's probably the best way it really just helps support the channel and i always uh, i actually source the next episodes of social q a from the previous episodes of q a i often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there so if you got a suggestion for a future social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy.